Hello listeners and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 29, Circling Back. A big thank you to everyone that filled out our 2022 feedback survey. We've gone over the results and we'll be sharing what we learned in the next episode. We do have a special broadcast that we'll be sharing later, so make sure to stick around after episode 29, Circling Back. The skyline of the oasis burns, a cacophony of sirens and sporadic gunfire echoing through the smoke-filled air as the trauma team heavy aerial assault vehicle slices through the chaos. Within the vehicle, the relative silence weighs heavy on the party as they reflect on their failed rescue mission in their own ways. Mavis cradles her broken arms, struggling for each breath and wincing as their vehicle is battered by the high wind. She stares out the window, her eyes unfocused as she recalls the events of the past hour in her head and the look on Oscar's face right before she was slipped the mem chip. Was it fear? Pity on their face? Some sort of acceptance? Or... A sharp grunt from Reed, accompanied by a particularly painful jolt of their aircraft, shakes Mavis out of her introspection. There will be time enough later to figure out what it all means, and the chip should hold more than a few answers, she tells herself, patting her pocket as the air vehicle lurches again. So the helicopter flies kind of low over the city to go down below this gigantic smoke and smog layer that is beginning to cover the upper levels of the oasis. The cause for it is pretty easy to identify, Reed. There are more than half a dozen large style fires that have broken out around the oasis. This is exceedingly unusual and you can hear the sirens, you can hear gunshots, there are fires going up. This place has turned almost within the last couple of hours from a relatively pleasant area to something approaching what were considered to be like the war zones in Night City, except it's happening in the inner city. So something has clearly gone wrong in the Oasis. A sinking feeling starts settling in amongst everyone sitting in the helicopter that you may just be kind of uncovering the tip of the iceberg of what exactly is going on here. Well, there goes our fucking payment. Yep. Well, you were only going to put it up your goddamn nose anyway. <laughs> Fuck you. Great aim there, Sadoi. I have a problem, okay? Yeah, so do we now. Reed? What? We need to talk when we get back. In the meantime, I'm going to make sure ISO doesn't die. So I'll, I'll go quiet on comms for a moment. Uh, good flying. Do you have sedatives? Reed, you see your apartment building coming into view over and through this thick layer of smoke that is engulfing the city when the navigation panel of the chopper that you're in lights up. Oh, damn it. It says there is an incoming call from Trauma Team. Uh, fine. Okay. Uh, me picks up. All right, you pick it up, and because you're hooked in, it just gets piped directly into your brain. Yep. Uh, so no one else in the helicopter can hear this, but you hear a voice inside your head. Hello, uh, call sign Butterfingers. This is MedTech. Over. This is Butterfingers responding. Over. Can you confirm acquisition of the package? Over. Human asset deceased. Uh, sorry there, Butterfingers. I think you broke up. Oh, can you repeat that? Human asset deceased. While this is going on, can I text a thumbs down emoji to Nico? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Reed, there's a pause on the other end of the line. The person on the other end sounds a little more angry and says, Call sign Butterfingers. Please return to your original drop-off location and you will be contacted by MedTech soon. Do not attempt to leave the premises. Over. <sighs> Over. Roger Wilco. Over now. Safe flying, Butterfingers. The line goes dead. Truly, we are the Butterfingers. Reed just, like, smashes the dashboard with a fist. <laughs> Sadoi, you've texted the thumbs-down emoji to Nico, and there's, like, the... Whatever the Oasis equivalent of, of, like, the three dots showing up and disappearing about seven times before just no message comes through. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nico is not happy. North Trauma Team. We're being instructed to stay at the apartments. All right. I don't think Iso's going to want to really move that much anyway. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of blood left. I've got some at home. It's okay. <laughs> is, is, is that clean blood, though? Is yours? Wait, what? Mavis, can we go to McDonald's? We got McDonald's at home. <laughs> we got blood at home. <laughs> we got blood at home. You arrive back at the apartment building. The sandstorm has been whipping through, and the combination of sand and smoke fills together to make it a bit of a treacherous landing. Let me get an air vehicle tech roll. Pilot's air vehicle skill. Pilot air vehicle tech. Uh, 24. Nice. All right. Despite the incredibly treacherous conditions, you just swing the helicopter up, bring it right down onto the pad, and set it down. As soon as you do, the helicopter locks itself down, forcibly ejects you from the, not like ejector seats, but ejects your neural link and seals up the panel. <laughs> this helicopter seems to know that it does not belong to you and is waiting to be picked up. <sighs> Chopper's dead. Take what toys you can. I would like to rip out some spare parts. Hey, 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 Sidoy. What? Give me a hand here. <laughs> There's so many medical supplies, and I'll be honest, I'm going to need them. Yeah, I think so too. Ah, uh, okay, I, I suppose this is a little bit my fault. You think? No, no, it's entirely your fault. <laughs> ah, so hush, hush, save your breath. You need all of it you got. Is it that bad, Mavis? Alright, I, I help Mavis loot <laughs> medical stuff instead. Okay. I just toss these boxes out. <laughs> so, Mavis, you only have one arm. We'll say that with Sadoi's assistance, you can loot this thing successfully, but no more than you normally would with two hands. Uh, reach something. Okay. So we'll give you a plus three on that. All right. We can assume your paramedic seals are good enough to know what you need. So let's have you do a perception. Yeah, you can, and you can use me as a human trait to put things on. Yeah. <laughs> that is an 11, a 14 total. Okay. I've got a minus two because my arm's buggered. Yeah. And I'm seriously injured. Through your pain, you managed to identify a couple of things inside the medtech uh, helicopter that you've been running a little low on, but you don't acquire any sort of additional materials for creating things. You basically just restocked your magic medic bag. Yeah, that works for me. I just didn't want to keep pulling shit out of the med bag without ever addressing <laughs> the fact that I need to restock it sometimes. Well, I appreciate that. Sadoy, you still have a little bit of time to pull tech off. I would like you to do an air vehicle tech roll to see if you know what parts of this thing are right for scrapping. That will not prevent the vehicle from ceasing to function. Sure. I have a minimum of 10 on this roll, so... Oh. That's a 19. Okay. Yes. Then give me a perception. Oh, 28! Okay. You see everything. 
<laughs> Shit, Martin, I wish you hadn't just said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sadoi, you've kind of scoped out this thing enough. You notice that these miniguns are aftermarket editions. This helicopter doesn't <laughs> normally come with them. And because they're aftermarket editions, they can also be removed. Oh, God. <laughs> And they will not impede the normal flight function of the helicopter, which I feel like was kind of your limit. Yeah, I, I would like to take one <laughs> minigun, please. All right, that one we're going to have you do a basic tech roll right, on. Right. <laughs> that makes sense, but that's good because my lowest roll on basic tech is 14. Uh, unless I get a crew fail. Okay. Nero is being happy that you didn't have a machine gun anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 18. With ISO watching in terror, uh, <laughs> you grab your wrenches and your, your wire clippers and you go and you just start ripping off the tubing surrounding the wires. You clip a couple of the wires. The MedTech helicopter immediately notices what you're doing. And the loudspeakers, the same ones that you're using to yell at those people earlier <laughs> uh, inside the high rise, begin activating. Attention, Handel! Please step away from the With what? This minigun? <laughs> the minigun sort of twitches lifelessly in your hands as if to drive your point home a little further. And then the message just begins to repeat over and over again. You realize at this point, the vehicle doesn't have any sort of AI system on it. This is just a pre-recorded hollow message. <laughs> yeah, I just take the minigun. It's mine now. All right. <laughs> As you remove the minigun, the emergency lights on the helicopter begin turning on and flashing. Doesn't really seem to affect you yeah. at all. Just letting you know. I'm sure that won't piss off the med tanks that are coming for this thing. You can see the lights from these gigantic sirens that are just blasting at full brightness, <laughs> sending god rays out into the clouds of the smoke and all of the sand and basically like illuminating the top of your building like a fucking Christmas tree. But you have a gigantic minigun now. Mavis, hold my hand. I can see the light. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> now, to be fair, this is a vehicle mounted minigun, which means it will not work under normal circumstances without extensive modification. I will go to store this in my room for later. <laughs> okay. Under the bed. I think Sidoi doesn't even want to use it as a gun. She's like, I'm putting this over my mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Iso's spine is still broken. Who's carrying him to the elevator? Uh, Reed is carrying him. Okay. With Reed going first, holding Iso in almost like a Jesus-style pose, <laughs> you walk towards the, the elevator that leads up to this roof with Mavis kind of limping along behind you. And lastly, uh, Sadoi making up the rear, just examining her minigun like the heavy from Team Fortress 2, just <laughs> polishing it and thinking of names for it probably. So you get to the elevator, you all pile in and uh, begin heading down to your apartment. Can I get a perception roll from everybody? Hmm, 14. That's not bad. I perceive 13. 13. Reed and Mavis, you two are both kind of preoccupied. Mavis with the arm and Reed with, with the carrying of the ISO. But ISO, while your head is like laying kind of upside down, and uh, peering up against the wall, you notice that there is this cool little design on the wall that almost looks like a starburst. It's uh, this cool looking like red design on the wall. It's really neat. Mavis, am I seeing things or is, uh, is that pretty neat? Uh, Sadoi, you look over kind of checking on ISO and see that ISO's like got his head lolled back, staring at the elevator, staring like what is it him is upwards at 
what is pretty clear to you as a blood splatter from an impact. Elevator's broken. Get out. Oh, okay. It's on the side wall. It's on the right wall. Oh, on the side wall. Oh, okay. I, it's I not thought, on the ceiling. Like, it's on the <laughs> ceiling. No, no. Yeah, I, I thought it went so down so fast and killed whoever was inside. That would be a very different situation. <laughs> nice. What's happened here? What the fuck is going on in this city right now? Look, I don't know. We're just dealing with one thing at a time. Looks like someone got murked in this elevator. I don't want to get murked in this elevator. And also, I hope you're seeing things. If you stop seeing things, please tell me that's an important symptom, okay? Symptom of what? Of being dead. Um, <laughs> Reed, okay. could you make sure you have a gun out? Um, I kind of dropped mine back in the uh, apartment. Oh my god. Well, the arm, like, I don't, oh god me. I'm literally me. holding this dude. <laughs> he just sort of pushes his hip towards me this and just goes, take the pistol. Right, right. I grab a pistol with my working hand and go, well, just be ready to duck and cover, I guess. If, if something's going on here, it probably involves us, let's be real. If something happens, I'm hey, dropping him. D- drop him gently, okay? You arrive <laughs> at your floor. You arrive on your floor and it opens up and you're all very tense and Sodoy's the first person to poke her head out and look left and right and everything seems fine. There is kind of like this low sound uh, emanating from the hallways that you can't quite identify yet, but you don't see any people. You don't see any obvious signs of blood. Let's get inside. We really need to get these wounds looked at. We'll send Reed out later, don't worry. You begin trudging down the long hallway back to your apartments, and as you do so, you get more of a sense of the source of the strange sound. It sounds like inside each individual apartment you pass by, there's something being broadcast on the TVs that has that same incessant beeping as the Oasis emergency alert system. You've become somewhat familiar with this sound as of recently. Can I pull that up on my on my agent or something? Yeah, not a problem. Your agent has been silently sitting in your pocket and has been suppressing most of your calls and notifications during this high stress time. You pick it up and uh, it turns out you didn't actually have any messages anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But when you look at it, it has a low priority message that's like, it's like low to medium priority that basically says, tune into your TV for a special message from Mr. Atlas. All citizens of the Oasis are under curfew for the next 48 hours. Please seek shelter immediately. Head to my room. We're gonna get that minigun set up. That is not your decision. This is my gun. And it's better having some use for it, yeah? I guess you're holding most of it, but I'd say me and ISO probably hold a reasonable amount of fucking weight of that gun inside us right now. Well, I guess. I don't need to guess. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I was going to do it anyway, but it's my idea, okay? I don't care. Your idea. We we go in. We go inside. Okay, you go inside. (laughs) Yeah. And I immediately uh, try to get ISO to lay, like, on the table, I guess. Sorry about your tablecloth, Reed. Damn, we were going to use that as a um, platform to mount the minigun. Well, not anymore. So Mavis goes in and directs you where to put ISO down. You sort of roll your eyes a little bit, place ISO down on the table that you wanted to use as a defense thing, but Mavis wouldn't let you. Yeah. And in throughout all of this happening, in the background, your TV is blaring. Reed, you still have your TV, right? 
Yeah, Reed still has his TV. He smashed Mavis' TV. Yeah, we've destroyed a couple of them. Uh, yeah, the TV's blaring and it's Mr. Atlas again. And he takes up the full screen and he goes. This is an emergency message from the Oasis. And then it cuts to Mr. Atlas. Due to the violent outbreaks that have been occurring around the Oasis, I have taken unilateral authority to call for an immediate curfew over the next 48 hours. Citizens are not to leave their houses, apartment buildings, or state-sanctioned shelters, except for critical emergencies and supply runs. All citizens are to be indoors from 8 p.m. onwards. That is all. And then the message repeats itself. It's pretty grating. Uh, can we turn the TV off? Yeah, you can go and flip the TV off. Someone pissed in his cereal. Well, I mean, the city is his cereal, so... Mavis? What? As much as it pains me to do this, and, uh... uh Sidori looks at ISO, and Mavis is fucked up arm. I need you to hold this for me. And, uh, Sidori hands over her cocaine. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, she hands over to you about two grams of cocaine. How much of, how much is here? What sort of a problem do you have? I, um, think maybe I should not do more cocaine right now. Yeah, I agree. I'd say that's probably a good idea. It's not very good for missions to shoot friends. You think? All right. With ISO propped up on the table, Mavis, you go up to begin examining ISO's injuries. You reach for your bag and pull it up, and then you reach for your other arm to pull things out of the bag and realize your other arm's broken. And you can't perform surgery or paramedic actions with one broken arm. While that does say that you can quick fix yourself, uh, I'm going to rule that if you don't have access to your other arm, it's going to be more difficult. So we're going to add a plus three on this difficulty. So what's my DV? It's going to be 16. Okay. I'm going to use two luck points, I think. The 18. All right. You grab some stuff out of your bag and using your teeth and your one working arm, manage to splint up your broken arm. It's good enough but it's still not back to complete working order. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to take some penalties doing a surgery roll as well. Yeah, that's fair. You're trying to do surgery with a broken arm. <laughs> you have ISO all prepared. You flip him onto his stomach so you can begin trying to treat him. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to try and fix up your spinal injury and I'll stabilize you afterwards, I guess. Okay, that's going to take you four hours. Mm -hmm. I I'm going to be here a while friends so if you want to make sure we're not gonna uh, get killed you know like no one's gonna come through that door and put a bullet in the rest of us uh that'd be great <laughs> she's doing surgery on you with a collapsed lung and a broken arm yeah <laughs> what a trooper <laughs> that's me all right, so uh, Reed and Sedoy, you notice that even with Mavis's broken arm, your assistance is not really needed here. Mavis has enough dexterity in one arm than you do in your entire body. And that's not an urban diss. That's real. I want to get started on rigging up this minigun to defend the room. Yeah. More like bolted to a table. <laughs> and find a way to attach a, a trigger to it. 
Just to add the trigger is going to be a modification. And then I'm just going to say you can probably just put it on top of something heavy and hope for the best. You could bolt it down if you wanted to, but that would be another modification. So rules wise for the tech, mm -hmm. I imagine this would fall under upgrade expertise. Yeah, that sounds right. And the closest option under that would be to install an upgrade invented by the tech using invention expertise. So I have to invent a trigger first. Yeah, that also makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I assume a trigger wouldn't be a super expensive thing to invent. Yeah, I'd say it's a, it's a cheap everyday item. You can probably find enough synth plastic sitting around. You can just whittle it down to a trigger. And then most of the time is going to be spent just making sure the electrical signal goes through when you pull it and make it go pow. So that's one hour to invent it and one hour to install it. Sadoi begins going around and, and hacking up pieces of Reed's apartment to build a housing for this trigger that she's building. Reed, you're watching Sadoi do this and may not even five minutes have gone past. Mavis has injected Iso with some stuff and is cutting him up. You're, you're just kind of standing there observing all of this when you get a call on your communicator and actually everyone's communicators goes off. Oh no. I'm not taking it this time. I do not want to hear Nico yell at me. <laughs> Fine, I'll take it. I like put my scalpel between my teeth and like click into it as well. I want to hear what's going on. Uh, so Reed and Mavis are the two people that click onto it. Hi there, is this uh, call sign Butterfingers? That is correct. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, this is Bethany from the MedTech HR department. We've also got uh, Philip from Legal. And then you hear another voice. Hi there. We've also got uh, Edward from Customer Relations. Oh, hi there. <laughs> and uh, we've also got Camila for MedTech Outreach Association. And she goes, hi, it's very nice to talk to all of you. The first person who spoke, Bethany says, so um, we heard that there were some issues with the contract that we signed with you. And we were just wondering if we could get your account of what happened. Her voice is venomously smooth. You get the feeling you should be very careful with your words around this person. <sighs> Bethany, was it? Uh, yes, it's Bethany from MedTech HR. Can you hear me? Can everyone hear me? I can hear you just fine, Bethany from MedTech HR. Do you mind if we have this conversation at another moment? I'm just digging bullets out of my uh, co-worker's spine right now. And um, I've got to admit, as much as I'd love to continue talking to you, y'all are a little distracted. Do you want me to take this? No, I absolutely do not want you to take this. <laughs> and uh, a voice cuts in and goes, Hi there, is this is this Mavis? Yes, speaking. Yes, this is this is Philip from Legal. Can you can you all hear me? I hate the fucking conference call etiquette that is going on right now. I am dying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We can hear you, Philip from Legal. Yeah, this is this is Philip from Legal. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to postpone this conversation. We've just got some things that we need to wrap up on this end. Uh, we'd love to come back and well, we'll do a proper debriefing later. We can circle back on that. But for now, we just need to dive more into uh, exactly what happened. Mavis, listen, I am Corpo. Tell him, tell him you circle back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Blue sky thinking. Hey, hey, Philip, do you have a chevron there over there? You know, picture in picture? I'm sorry, a chevron? 
yeah, you know, um, for your for your eyes. Can you see if I send you a video feed? Can you see what I'm seeing right now? Uh, I do have one installed. I don't know if our current conference call will support. Bethany, do you know if our <laughs> conference call supports that? I hate this. There's a pause for a second, and then Philip goes, Bethany. Oh, sorry, my microphone was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, this is a level one conference call. Uh, it doesn't have video support. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Okay, right. Anyway. Um, uh, one moment then. Hey, Philip, are you at the like at the legal address? If I just put your name in there, will it get forwarded over to you? Or uh, have you got a direct email address? I can sip something over to you quickly. There's a pause on the other end. And you hear you hear what sounds like two people talking, but like covering their microphone while they do it. Philip jumps back on. He says, Hi, Mavis. Unfortunately, it's against MedTech policy to hand out personal information to our clients. No, that's fair. But if fair. you'd like to submit it to MedTech corporate, then we'd be happy to take a look at whatever yeah, information. No, but actually, that'd be great. Right into something. If I could just jump off that for a second. It was uh, Reed, right? Who was the call sign Butterfingers, the, uh, the, the pilot? Correct. Reed, I was wondering if you could give us a, a rundown of exactly why the client um, became deceased after you arrived on the scene. <laughs> Just a quick briefing. Somebody showed up with a rocket launcher and killed them. Hi, Bethany here again. Um, yeah, we understand about the rocket launcher bit. Um, that's that's really unfortunate to hear. Yes. Um, but I'm reviewing your contract here, and it says that um, you were contractually obligated to protect the client against, what was the wording? Oh, here it is. Any and all threats, internal or external. Philip, do you know if that includes rocket launchers? <laughs> yes, I believe it does. Bethany, I really think you should uh, review the image I've just sent into MedTech HQ. Thank you to my beautiful little agent that can do this while I've got a fucking scalpel in one hand. I'd use the other hand to send it to you, but it's fucking broken. Um, and uh, just have a look at what I'm seeing right now. I have j- I forwarded them a zoomed-in picture of ISO's flayed open spine. <laughs> Bullets and all. Very pretty spine before the bullets hit. It was. It was great. She says, "All right, I'll, I'll see if I can locate that, uh, and we'll, we'll circle back on that later." Um, Reed, could you give me a rundown of what happened while I'm looking for that? Well, I just did give you a rundown of what happened. Right, but but a more. De- I was wondering if we could dive into a little bit of what you were talking about here. Oh, I see. Yes. So we dealt with the initial threat easily enough. We convinced the target out of the safe room, and then somebody showed up with a rocket launcher and murdered them. Sorry, Philip here. Um, are you saying that the target was alive whenever you arrived on the scene? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I'm just just making sure we have that down for the records. The target was alive and lucid. And then Bethany jumps back in and says, "All right, so once." The target left the safe room, I think you called it. Was the uh, the area secure when the target was removed from the safe room? Had, had you secured the area prior to... Can you hear me? Is my microphone on mute? Oh, sorry, my microphone was on mute. <laughs> he keeps saying nothing for a second. <laughs> Reed, are you still there? Did we lose him? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Um, I, I put it on mute again. I, I'm not very good at this conference call stuff. I it's um I we're 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 breaking up. Uh, uh, Closes the call. You close the call. <laughs> There's a pause in the other line, and then Mavis, you hear because you've not hung up the call. Did we lose? Did we lose Reed? 
and you hear Bethany say, I think he hung up on us. Can I join this call while it's going on, since they called me as well? Yes. Click. Sadoy has joined the call. Hi, Sadoy. This is Bethany from MedTech HR. How are you today? Hello, this is Sidoy from apartment in uh, Oasis. Yes, hi. Um, are, are you the uh, the tech that was sent out on the MedTech helicopter, call sign Butterfingers, is that correct? Uh, da, I believe that is correct. <laughs> okay, great. That's perfect. We were just having some technical issues connecting to your pilot. Wondering if you could fill in a couple of holes that we have right now. Uh, we just need to get some of this information squared away so we can have it filed. Now, we're trying to figure out exactly what happened to the target after the target left the safe room. Was the area secured outside of the safe room before extracting the target from it? Uh, all hostile targets were eliminated by way of heavy uh, machine gun on MedTech helicopter weapons platform. I see. All right. Uh, that's good. And uh, then problem arise when stray rocket from rocket launcher enter room and strike target and he go boom. I'm sorry, Sidoy, this is Philip from, from Legal. Are you suggesting that the rocket launcher opened the door on its own? <laughs> was this was this like a, an, an artificial intelligence controlled rocket launcher? Excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Is, are, is, what, what was your name? Was it Philip? Philip? Philip. Okay, Philip. 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 Listen to me. I did not say anything about door. I say stray rocket enter room. There are many <laughs> ways stray rockets can enter room. When there are many windows, have you seen chaos outside? That rocket, I think, was not intended for our targets. I think it is an exceedingly unlucky event. You should be very thankful that your helicopter come back with only one minigun missing. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna need an acting roll out the wazoo for that. He just blew up. I don't know. Uh, These things happen. <laughs> It's the Oasis. I'm trying to play on my on my corporate experience. 15? That's not bad. Uh, that's not bad, but you are trying to convince them that your target just accidentally blew up and it totally wasn't your fault. <laughs> Philip jumps on and says, So do I, I'm sorry. We're, I, I'm sorry we have to keep diving into this, but we, we just need to get the specifics here really clear. No, Billy, I understand. Are you saying that the... The rocket came from a different building? Is that what you're suggesting? Or it came through an open door, or...? Uh, it is, um, shall we say unknown where rockets arrived from. It is, there were no targets that was there uh, early to shoot the guy, strike him by surprise. Uh-huh. I believe the words that Sadoy is looking for is stray ordinance, <laughs> Philip. Da! Da! Th thank you, Mavis. Thank you. You really, um, synergized my back there. Yeah, that's okay. I'm only scalpel deep in the C4 and C5 on this guy. I just have to do everyone's thinking for them right now. <laughs> uh, Bethany, this is Philip here. Is this call being recorded? Uh, yes, it is, Philip. Okay, good. All right. You claim your target flatlined after being hit with some stray ordnance. Da. But as I'm aware from, uh, Mavis, right? There were some other injuries that also occurred. Did those occur at the same time? Were those also a result of this rocket? Uh, that is friendly fire. Give me another acting role. 
Oh, it was friendly it fire. It was friendly fire. No, no, no. One of them was friendly fire. One of them was Mavis getting hit with a, a assault rifle. 16. Nice. It's the highest I can roll without a crit. <laughs> okay. Bethany says, Oh, friendly fire. Yes, an, an, an unfortunate side effect sometimes of this dangerous line of work. Yeah, it was completely understandable. We were on the ground trying to reach the target and speaking to the target personally. And unfortunately, that meant we were in the line of fire. And I glare at you because of what you just said. <laughs> There's a pause on the other end as they sort of digest this information and Bethany sort of gives a sign. Goes, ah. All right. Um, Philip, do you have any more questions? And Philip says, um, just one. Who were the uh, assailants that you took out with the minigun? Did you identify any of them? And do you know if they were medtech card-carrying members? Uh, I believe uh, they... What, what did they say they called themselves? Min-lions? Min-lions? The main lions, that's the one. They said that we don't know who we're messing with, and it turns out then they wanted to tell us who they were messing with. And it was the main lions. The main lions? Huh. They were gang colored up. Like, they they were certainly uh, on that line. Right. Um, seems like Philip takes a second to process this. Yeah, Bethany, I, I think that's all of my questions. We do have one more thing. And Bethany says, yes, I was just about to get to that. And Bethany turns on her sickly sweet voice again and says... Well, we understand that there were some issues with completing this contract, and um, under further review, we have decided to award you 30% of the original contract price, assuming that we can have all of the footage that was recorded transmitted to us digitally within the next hour. Were there any other um, effects that the deceased left behind? Did you happen to recover any pieces of the body or... Anything that they may have been carrying? Uh, no, the body was unfortunately in a uh, a pretty unremovable state. I didn't have like a, I don't know, a dustpan and brush on me. He, he was pretty gooped up, I think is the medical term. <laughs> One hour, you're going to have to wait a little longer than that. Our meteor is currently under heavy sedation. Like I said, I'm hands deep in his spine right now. She pauses and says, Right, um... Uh, well, I suppose we can extend the deadline a couple of hours. How long do you think it's going to take to get finished up? I'm going to be here at least four hours, and that's that's without him waking up afterwards. All right, you have four and a half hours. Otherwise, he will be voiding the contract and sending repo agents to recover any lost wages or additional liabilities that MedTech may have. will be sent to recover them from your person's and personal property. Right, okay. Sounds wonderful. Mavis, I actually should have asked you to do this earlier. Uh, can I get you to roll an acting role? Because you are fucking lying to them because you got that chip. Yeah, I know. Um, Go ahead and try and bluff an HR person. Oh, my good hmm. lord. Um, oh. oh, I rolled a nine, oh. which unfortunately oh. is a ten because I have one. Oh. I have three base acting and a minus two to every skill check right now because of how fucked up I am. Philip cuts in and says, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Bethany. Mavis... Sorry, I need to confirm this for a second. Um, are you claiming that as a paramedic, you did not attempt to recover the deceased's body or any part of the body to uh, deliver to next of kin? Philip, Philip, um, 
Sorry, that, that is you, Philip, right? The, the line's a little yes, bad. this is Philip from Legal. Right, okay, Philip. I know you work for Trauma Team. Are you a med tech yourself? No, but I've got med techs in my family. Med techs in your family. Okay, so have you ever... I'm trying to think of what the, the most sort of... What's the easiest way to explain this? Uh, have you ever... Have you ever had the chance to eat a, a real tomato uh, from your farm in this uh, yes, place? Yes, but I don't really see where this is going. No, it's okay. Um, so if you take one of those, right, and you climb to the tallest building in the oasis <laughs> and you threw it off the top and you went down to the bottom and had a look at it smushed there on the sidewalk, you think you'd be able to pick that up? Well, let's just assume that on the way down from the building, you took about, I'd say about six or seven bullets from a heavy machine gun. And then you look at that tomato and go, there's fucking nothing left of that. You know how that normally goes? Philip, you ever you ever had to see that in your line of work? There is an awkward pause on the other side of the end of the line. If you want some of his body, I can scrape some of his blood off my face. I'm sure I've probably got some brain matter there, too. It's a simple yes or no question, Mavis. It's uh, not a simple question, Philip. Did you recover any part of the body? Like I said, you can scrape some brain matter off of me, I'm sure. That's about it. There weren't much of a body to recover. And if you want some, send someone else to that apartment. Philip sounds rather upset as he says, I'm done with them, Bethany. That's that's it. And you hear a click as he hangs up. And Bethany says, Oh, I'm I'm very sorry about that unprofessional show of behavior. Um, we'll be expecting that footage in uh, four and a half hours from now. I will get it to you as soon as I can get our media out of out of surgery, which will be about two thirty a.m. And if it hasn't arrived here by two forty-five a.m., we'll be okay. sending our repo agents to recollect it. Your thirty percent of your money should be transferred over to your accounts now. Okay. Um, Bethany, do me a favor. If you send any repo men, can you make sure that they identify themselves straight away? Uh, we're pretty sure that some of the, uh, the gang members maybe got our names out before they were eliminated. I'll note that in your file. Yeah, we're currently a little bit jumpy where we are, so, um, I don't want anyone to get hurt accidentally if they come barging through the door. If they let us know that they're, you know, from, from there, if it gets to that, like I said, I don't know when our media will be up and about again. But uh, I don't want anyone else to get hurt. I'll have that listed down in your file. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. And thank you for taking a MedTech contract. Sure thing. We will be in touch very shortly. Thanks again for choosing MedTech. Thanks. And she hangs up. Jesus fucking Christ. This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 29, Circling Back. Thanks for joining us, and now we're contractually obligated to be excited to present to you, in partnership with the Oasis Outreach Program, this... Huh, okay, it appears to be a news bulletin of some sort. Well, let's have a listen. This is a special news bulletin, reporting from the Oasis. At the Oasis Outdoor Amphitheater, we have Trixie Vex on the scene. Trixie, tell us, what's the scene looking like? The performance of Neon Zafrina was supposed to be the hottest gig this side of the wave, but the owners of the Outdoor Oasis Amphitheater got more than they bargained for when parts of the building went up in a fiery blaze early this morning. Oasis PD was first on the scene, and Officer Leon spoke to the press shortly after 2am. 
We've been allegedly attacked by users and terrorists from outside the Oasis. Incendiary grenades being used in conjunction with stolen Nomad vehicles implies a dark and dangerous attempt on our safety and our citizens. This fiery spectacle may look like part of a grand pyrotechnics display, but our sources inform us that the Oasis Police has concluded that this amount of destruction could only have been caused by an Inferno Solutions incendiary grenade mark II. With a 30% increase in raw destructive firepower and a 45% increase in customer explodability satisfaction, it's no wonder that the Inferno Incendiary Grenade Mark II was the weapon of choice for this eye-catching incident. Unfortunately, due to the wide availability and extremely competitive pricing of the Inferno branded products, the OPD is certain to have a difficult time determining which ordnance distribution outlet sold the device in question. However, it could be speculated that the perpetrator of such a well-executed attack is a very discerning individual that understands the value of quality ordnance, and likely took advantage of the incredible limited-time explosive savings promotion, which offers 15% off the entire line of Inferno-branded explosives and explosive ammunition at participating retailers. So the question on everyone's mind tonight must be, how can I get involved in ensuring the safety and security of my favorite performers and personalities? Well, as we all know, the only way to fight fire is with a bigger fire. Sponsored by Inferno Grenades. Don't get caught up in the heat of the moment. Choose Inferno and watch the competition go up in smoke.